Hey, what's up? This is Frank Zuma from Sum 41, and you're checking out the We Podcast and the Things We Know. <laughs> close. <laughs> so close. You right? guys have to use that I'm, one. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 144 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business. Sam Ator. Guess what day it is. We're coming to you a day early, Wednesday, July 17th, 2019. It's hump day, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Like we said, we're recording a day early, but you don't know that. You're getting this on a normal time. But what you're probably thinking is, oh, they release on Thursday. I'll get the first day of Comic-Con news, but you won't because we're recording this on Wednesday. So basically what that means is next week when we do our show, we're going to have a full, complete breakdown of everything that happened in San Diego Comic-Con. I We're predicting a lot of news next week. This week's a little light because of the lead-up to Comic-Con, uh, but some substantial stuff. So what we're going to talk about tonight uh, is going to be... Uh, let's see how Southwest Airlines is awesome. Story just broke a couple hours ago. Something really cool they did. So I want to talk about that. Taika Waititi is coming back to the MCU for a couple things. Oh, we, have some, we have some trailers. Veronica Mars Hulu uh, reboot is available soon. Uh, the first episode review is available. Luigi's Mansion 3 finally got a release date. So looking forward to that. We got We're getting another new Switch. Kind of. Uh, yeah. Kinda, not fully. It's not an Thank upgrade. God I'm waiting. We'll talk about that, and then uh, two iconic franchises are crossing over in comics, and we've built our top three around that. So we have a lot, at, uh, and some some wrestling stuff too. So we have a ton of <laughs> awesome stuff tonight, and so we're gonna try and bring it to you in a uh, in the best way we know how by talking over a microphone. That's all we do. If you're new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news and gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. We're basically spreading the good word of nerd. One episode at a time. Be sure to join the We Pod Squad by hitting that subscriber follow button on all of your podcast services, including iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get that audible goodness. It takes like two seconds to leave us that rating and review. Believe me when we say it really helps the show grow. And no matter what, we'll read it on the air. One star, three star, five star, don't care. We're going to do that for you. So, whew. The reason we're bringing you the show a little early is I'm going down the shore. You lucky bastard. Yeah, I'm taking her during down a for heat a, wave. a long weekend during a heat wave. So that's going to be pretty terrible to be on the beach in 100 degree weather. Today um, it said Wildwood felt like it was 109. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be we'll be having fun in the house <laughs> for that. Um, not taking a seven month old out in 100 and something degree weather. You so cannot. That will not happen. But uh, you know, so we're we're bringing this to you a little early, and we're, we're excited because. Uh, yeah, you know, we got the Phillies on the TV, got crying babies in the background. I haven't eaten since last night at dinner, so I'm excited. I know you're excited. Well, I, I just, I'm just, I don't know how you just go not eating. I, I, I got no hungry. Choice. I just ate and I got hungry thinking about it. I that. have no choice. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to Wawa after this episode is over to grab myself a little sandwich on a wheat roll. I'm excited about it because I haven't eaten in goddamn forever. <laughs> Uh, anyway, my back's feeling a little better. Glad to hear that. Getting, since the last episode, I've been to the chiropractor twice. She's a miracle worker, so thank you to them um, over there in Richboro. Um, I still have the, the patches on. I still use a pillow to prop myself up and stuff, so it still hurts like a mofo. But 
it's much better. Glad to hear, brother. Should not have mowed my lawn today. (laughs) Please go to WePodcastWeKnowThings.com for everything We Podcast and We Know Things. Links to our Patreon, our store, and all of our social medias. Uh, We did recently change the name of our Patreon, so it's no longer Patreon.com slash WePodcast and We Know Things. So if you click on that link in our website, it might F you up a little bit. It is patreon.com slash the we pod squad there are links to that in our social media uh, bios and all that stuff with the updated address we'll get the other one updated really quickly but we did make that change we want to remind everybody about it uh the five dollar tier no longer do you get your shout out but you get to ask us an audio or video question whenever you want and we will read it on the air actually we'll play the audio on the air and then we'll answer your question live so awesome perk for the five dollar and up tier we hope you uh can can help us out there thanks to weeby geeks mike over at the weeby geeks podcast network for having us a part of the family and shout out to our we pod squad brethren uh ryan for the ion ryan show and sean mrc tech presents the last podcast and also i just want to give a quick shout to ryan just listen to his basically his whole spider-man live action that was just i thought that was a great listen great work ryan uh, he actually literally just texted me, too, as you said that. So, very cool. Speak of the devil. Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. Send us an email. So, like, we we are more than happy to read your emails over the air, answer any questions you have, make it fun, make it engaging. There's an email link to do that in our Instagram right on the page where it says email right under our photo. Click that. takes you to its We Podcast and We Know Things at gmail.com. Happy to answer any and all nerdy questions. And, Sean, episode eight. She's still Superman's. It still sucks. That's it. <laughs> we're going to start with trivia. We're going to go to some cool stories and reminders. Then we'll go movies, TV, gaming, comics, wrestling, pick of the week, and we gone. Uh, so let's start out with trivia. It is two for me, or two for Sam, one for me. Sam, I'm going to start this okay. week. My question to you is difficult. Fuck. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's It can be considered nitpickish. Okay. So I'm just going to read it to you. And I see what I can do it. here. It is not a one answer. Fudge. It is two answers, my friend. So you have to okay. get both answers, but I do have multiple choice. Okay. If so, facto. Name the two Nintendo consoles a Luigi's Mansion game has appeared on. Two consoles. Yeah. What two consoles did Luigi's Mansion come out for? You only have what? I know. A couple. Like seven or eight choices, including handhelds. Man. No, <laughs> I was gonna ask for it in, but nah. I, I have sets of two for my answer, so if you need them, I got you. But you just think about, think about it, man. Yeah. When did the Ouija's Mansion come out? When did it start? Was it on the original NES? Was it only on like recent consoles? Give it a shot. Don't forget about your boys. The maybe you know. Just, just I forget about everything. Just don't forget about the consoles and everything, and also the handhelds. Think about the entire library of Nintendo systems, if you will. N sixty four and the Wii. Final answer. Yeah. You're zero for two. God damn! The <laughs> only two was literally one. the two consoles that sandwiched that: the GameCube and the 3DS. I was going to say I was I was going to say GameCube and sixty four, but I thought they were too close. Actually, together. the 3DS came out after the Wii, but yeah. So it's the the GameCube was the original Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> And then Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon was 3DS, and the original Luigi's Mansion was just uh, re-released on 3DS. Your your answers were Super Nintendo and DS. That's where it was nitpicky because yeah. I didn't say 3DS, just DS. GameCube and Wii, Wii and DS, or GameCube and 3DS. So I I 
don't know what yeah, you would pick because it wasn't on. I here. actually like forgot about 3ds. I wasn't even wasn't even you thinking own about one. It. I know, but I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about. It. I was like, nah, I didn't even come to 3ds. All right, so it's two to one still. Still, all right, here we go. What is the shortest runtime out of all the live action Spider Man movies? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh. The shortest runtime. Yes, time. shortest runtime. Spider-Man original, boom, Sam Raimi, the first one. Correct. 121 minutes, the shortest one. All right. Two to two. Um, I figure they didn't know what they had yet. No, no, it was solid. That was solid. So, I didn't know if you were going to go there or go just to Amazing Spider-Man. I was out on it because I know that was long because I was sat it? through it. Oh, let me see. <laughs> Amazing spider Oh, I only had the Amazing Spider-Man 2 on here. That okay. was 142 what, minutes. What, what were your uh, answers? Spider-Man, Spider-Man, or Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. I would have automatically eliminated the, because I knew 129 minutes for Spider-Man Far From Home because it equals 3,000. True, yeah. So I automatically would have gotten rid of the other two. And then if I had my choice between the original, I would have gotten at least a half a point on that one just by doing a little logic. So again, you might be thinking, San Diego Comic-Con, awesome. We will have all your blowout news on that on next week's episode. It starts tomorrow, so the day you're listening to this is July 18th. Um, or after, so it's now, it's happening now, and it goes until the 22nd. So all those awesome uh, news that drops and then films and the, every we got it covered. And and go go visit the Reese booth. They're already setting up. There. The wall is there in all its glory. Can't wait to see him again in Baltimore. Sam, I am not a flyer. I hate planes. They are my number one fear in life is an I, airplane. I will be there on the plane on the 28th. I hate them with everything I've got. Every fiber of my being never wants to be on an airplane again. But I have to give a shout out to Southwest Airlines. They are friggin' awesome. Did you hear about this story that they just uh, did today? I did not. One of my Facebook friends was on a Southwest Airlines flight. I think that it was en route to San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. Pretty positive. <laughs> So before the plane takes off, or after it lands, I forget, but I think it was before takeoff, I think someone comes over the speaker and says, everybody, if you could check under your seat cushion or whatever and pull out what's under there. Nintendo gave away everybody on the plane a free Switch. Pissed. (laughs) So pissed. That's awesome. I think with Super Mario Maker 2. Wow. Yeah. I, it, it had Maker 2 on the front of it, so I'm assuming a copy. I never flew Southwest. I always <laughs> went United or American. Yeah, I'm, I, I always go American when I'm on a plane. If uh, I well, hey, that, that's freaking awesome. Everyone on the plane. Even if you're like, what the hell's a Switch? Yeah. Like, you know, give it to your uh, grandkids, whatever. And well, they picked a good flight. The one going to San Diego, yeah. you figure a lot of folks uh, you can get some I'm sure on that. half the people were playing the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, but somebody on my Facebook posted a photo with them saying, we just both got a Switch. So I went online, and turns out IGN actually wrote an article about it too so it's getting traction out there that's awesome just to confirm its validity hey, everybody that, that's on the, good that's good news for southwest and people shit let's go to southwest maybe they got more nintendo everybody on the flight hey listen you never know what they're going to give you coming home so we have some movie reviews uh actually just one i think yeah we only yeah, have one movie review and it's for crawl i hope it is good i want to see this it's a movie with the crocodiles uh let's see let's see if it is good i hope per ijin Crawl is a fun, albeit familiar, human versus beast movie. One that gets plenty of mileage out of its setting and people's deep-set fear of being eaten. Doctor, doctor, Director Alexander Aja knows how to craft a suspenseful and scary thrill ride, although fans of his more gruesome hardcore fare might be surprised at how audience-friendly and mainstream Crawl is in comparison. Nevertheless, Crawl is a good time at the movies. 7-0. 7-7. 
Dude, that's all. That's all I wanted. Like that's perfect. Like I, I think it's like pretty cool. Like I always, I don't know. Like I always like. As a kid, you hear like alligators underneath the sewers and shit. Now it's like that the floods thing. come in. Now they're in the house, like laying yeah, eggs. You think about? You ever hear the the old wives' tale? Maybe it's true. I don't know. I was always told to not sit when I pee because an alligator can come out of the toilet well, and butt your. Well, that or a snake, because that actually happened in Australia. I was watching when was it when animals attack or whatever. And in one of the episodes of Batman the Animated Series, it was the Sewer King, where he had like all these alligators that were like his pets under in the sewers. So it's like I always had a little bit of fear. That's. Scary as hell to me. <laughs> no, I was four or five watching that, so come on. Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok, will come back to direct Thor 4. This was fucking absolutely great news. We thought he was, was going to direct the new Guardians 3, but never fell through, thank God. And I feel complete faith, because we need Korg back. He's the voice. Who? Cor- is it Korg? Morg? The Rock? Yeah, the Rock guy. I don't remember. The guy that sounds like the guy from Rocco's Bar in Life? I don't remember. But hey, this is great news. I'm sure, I'm I'm pretty sure Hemsworth's still attached. I'm pretty sure he still has another uh, movie in his contract. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he's going to probably appear in Guardians 3. I'd assume he's going to make a cameo. It's not. I, I think now that we know Thor 4 is real and we know that Taika Waititi is behind it, I don't think <laughs> Thor is going to have as big of a presence in Guardians 3 as we Hopes. once thought he would have. Because now the, yeah. the, the, the spotlight will be on him again. But you never know. It's the MCU. They need places to go. Yeah. They need familiar familiar characters. They need people to get reinvested in their stories now that Endgame's over. So it could benefit the audience and, and us as moviegoers if you have them in both yeah. in a pretty big role. Be, you know, for the casuals. Oh, shit, there's Fat Thor again. Or, oh, shit, there's Chris Hemsworth. At least yeah. it's somebody I know. I'm glad you said Fat Thor, not Bro Thor. So it's, that made it's me It's never going to be Bro Thor that, to me. I know they, me they, I know they officially named him Bro Thor, but he is always going to be Fat Thor. I originally, with this whole face app crap that I wish I could just never it's see again, yeah, yeah. I originally had it posted to where I had a picture of Fat Thor with with salsa on his belly. Oh, and I was like, I think my face app got messed up. But then I realized it's not for fat people. It's for old people. So then I changed it to Melisande. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw it. I got a good I got some good. I got some good feedback on that. People were texting me saying yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it. And it was like, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. baby. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, so we got a couple trailers that came out. Uh, I don't know if you watched the one, but we de- I did. But we both definitely watched the Kingsman trailer. So we got a trailer for the sequel to the Kingsman films. Um, it's going to be a prequel. And I'll tell you, I had no idea they were going to go this far back in the past. Yeah, what did you think? Either did I. Um, kind of interested about again. About two minutes. Like the, the second one, like, it was still good, but mm-hmm. it, it got a little too wacky mm-hmm. for me. This one, I feel like it, it looks like it's more in roots with the first one. So I'm, I'm, I'm there. Uh, I liked that we didn't see a single familiar face. Yeah. And again, I don't know how far back this one goes, but it looks like it's like the 30s. 40s and this one the other one's modern so you might have like baby because because the the kingsman store that was already there yeah so and so and it definitely takes place like around like the prohibition era in the united states i know it takes place in the united kingdom so uh i'm just trying to draw parallels for our friends who have never been overseas i i liked it i like the time frame because i i love the noir style. I love yeah. period pieces when we're talking about history. And I love the Kingsman films. And I should say I like the second one. I loved the first one. It's That one yeah. just stuck Fantastic. so hard to me. I never Because I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. I don't think anyone expected just, it. It was so good. If you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend it. And just go watch this trailer. It's about two minutes. You can find it on YouTube. I mean, when you think about it, it was kind of like John Wick. You weren't expecting like anything. And then it totally. turned out to this, be this great franchise. When you were just talking about your thoughts on the prequel or on the trailer, I was thinking about John Wick. Oh, yeah. So I totally 
we we're on the that, same way. Yeah, we cool. draw we draw that parallel there too. Um, would definitely recommend the trailer. There's another trailer I actually recommend, and it sounds silly, um, but John Cena is in a new film called Playing with Fire, and it looks like a comedy because in the still, the thumbnail, he's got bubbles on his head or whatever, and I was like, okay, if this is anything like Blockers, I'm going to love this flick, so I checked it out. Something tells me it made a turn. I checked it out, and I click on it, I click on YouTube, and the first thing that pops up is Nickelodeon movies, so I was like, damn. Definitely not going to be yeah. an adult raunchy comedy like Blockers or even his part in um, uh, Train Wreck. Thank you. Um, so I was like, okay, but still, I think John Cena is actually a funny actor. So I was yeah. like, let me give it a shot. And it's about a bunch of firefighters. And when they go to a house, they try to save the kids, but the <laughs> parents are lost somehow. So they take the kids under their wing, and John Cena almost becomes like a father figure to them, and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, like this was fine. And then I rewatched it with Ashley, and she laughed at a part that I laughed at, and I was like, "Wait, did we just like this?" And so I was like, just, "Let me." Just Are we going to see let, this movie? Me, so it's a. It looks like a really fun family film. Yeah. Um. It's got John Leguizamo in it. Love John Leguizamo. And it's got Pistario. It's got uh Keegan Michael Key in it. So they're the three firefighters. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's John like Cena, Keegan-Michael Key, and John Leguizamo are the three firefighters. And I love John Leguizamo in that supportive role. Like, Chef is still one of my favorite flicks. John Wick, And he kills it. John Wick, he's in it. The first one, at least, just enough. I haven't seen the third one yet. I'd assume he makes a, at least a cameo. No. Thanks for I, I will let you know you have not seen him in the third. <laughs> Maybe I was upset. I was upset. I hoped for it. I know you're a big Liquizamo fan. The Pest, I think, was the yep. movie I, that, I, that got I you into it. I may even still own the VHS. I, I will say Super Mario Bros. Ari Spears is in it. The Pest? Yeah, The Pest is like a 90s comedy. It's it's ridiculous, but it's hilarious. I haven't heard. I haven't talked about The Pest in 10 years. Yeah, that was like me and Kevin McCormick. We'd always talk about that movie because we would just quote, Ah, Pistario. Hi, the Brawny Stones. I, you did... That a lot growing up. Now that I think about <laughs> that it, that was right from the past. And you always made me watch it, but we never watched it, so I've never seen it. I'm sorry, and you I, always I made me you. watch it, but we never. <laughs> if I ever seen on Blu-ray, I'll, you did a great I'll buy job. two copies. You did a great job with Futurama, but I already watched it, so like we just can we just found common ground. Yeah, there. but with All the right, past, you never actually forced me to watch. Like Pitch Black, you made me watch that bullshit. Fantastic. Was the Chronicles of Riddick? No, was Riddick? Yeah, the second one they yeah, got. You made they, me watch they, that bullshit. That was black. Pitch Black was awesome. I don't give a shit what you say. Does it hold up? When's the last time you watched it? it, Actually, it was on TV maybe a couple months ago. I caught like the end of it and I was like, I mean, (laughs) I'm trying to think of his line. I went to jail and got that. I fucking forget the line. It's Vin Diesel if anybody doesn't know. He gets his eyes like colored like extra light and he need to kill somebody. I don't know. I forget. All right, moving on. Lashana Lynch to play 007. In Bond 25, she is uh, the friend in Captain Marvel. Yeah, and, and she was great. She like, was really good. She, she honestly, was one of my favorite pa- No, characters. you know what? She was the best part of Captain Marvel. I still liked Samuel L. <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't see. But hey, I think this is a different take on it. Actually, kinda... no, she wasn't. It was uh, the Ben... Oh, yeah, it was. Ben something. I can't remember his name. The guy who played the main... Yeah. The, the villain. Yeah, I can't think of his the name. Scroll. Talon. Talon. Tal- yeah, Talon. Tal- Talos? Talos. That was a Talos. But again, I think there's a different take. Kind of James Bond, I guess, went away, kind of retired, went away. So obviously they had to pick a new 007. So James Bond, like, he's still James Bond, but he she's 007. Right. Yeah. She is going to pick up the moniker, which is like a spoiler to me. 
I would have liked that to be a surprise in the film. Well, I mean, you kind of the way unless they, they put it in the trailer. Well, the way they ended the, Skyfall, like yeah. that was kind of like that was. I think because Daniel Craig, like I said, that's it. Like I'm Daniel done. Craig is going to be back. Yeah, though, and he'll play Bond, but he's going to give the moniker. Well, he, up. he had a quote saying after he filmed it, they were doing press about. It, he said, "I'd rather cut my wrist again than do another James Bond because it, it's taxing." And, and then, Tom Cruise, Mission exactly. Impossible. And then you know, then Daniel Craig got hurt in like a month of filming, so that got delayed a little bit. But hey, I can't wait to see this. I still think he's. Probably he's my favorite Bond is, is Daniel Craig. And I like Brosnan because I don't... It's just I, Casino Royale I is my seen favorite. It. So I think... I haven't seen any James Craig, oh Daniel God. Craig Bond films. Um, you know me in movies. And when if I came, watch one, I'll watch them And all. it came out when we were like really big in poker. And that's what it's kind of focused on. That's, that's what got me into uh, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Us playing so poker. I think if you see Casino Royale, I guarantee you like, shit, he's right. This was actually fantastic. And Rounders. Yeah. I know, great movie. Huge shout out to Rounders, Teddy KGB. Still top three. Pay that man his money. Pay him. Pay that <laughs> man his monies. Uh, still one of my top three or five singular movie <laughs> it's characters. It's in the top ten. It's somewhere. No, no, not the movie. Like, movie character. Oh, okay. He stands out. Hey, John Malcolm is the man. so good. All right. Uh, Christopher Waltz, speaking of Bond 25, Will Reproler could reprise his role in Bond 25. Uh, what do you play? Pete Pie? No, that's a band. Yeah, I, I, for, I forget his character. And I, to be honest, he was the villain. Yeah, in one of them, like to be honest, it was I, the last one. Was it? Was it, I don't think it was Skyfall. Was um uh, Javier Bardem? Well, what was the one before that? Quantum of Solace. That's Quantum. Then was it? Might it might have been. I, I, for, I forget. I'm but, making all this up. So, <laughs> I, I to me like I like Christoph Waltz, but I feel like he gives almost the same performance. Like just he is still the guy from Inglorious Bastards in every movie. He's still that. So to me, it's like. But Man, it's good. It, but it's so good. But I would just rather give me something else. Like, tell I don't, me, like, don't give me. Tell me though, in Django, in Inglorious Bastards, in any film that features Christopher Waltz in a big, he just, Christoph Waltz in a big he role. Just tell has, me he doesn't command the screen when he's. I don't even care. He just chews the goddamn scene for everything it's worth, and it's just like, God, let it breathe. That, a that bit. could be the directing or the writing, too. Though that's just Waltz I, being Waltz. I, it, to me. You like know, fantastic actor. Christoph Waltz is the perfect John Wick villain. If he was the villain in two yeah. or three, or maybe he becomes a villain in four, I am day one Honestly, theater watch. I'd rather it be John Malkovich. Now that I'm thinking, I'll be thinking about the <laughs> yeah. Russian KGB. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's cool John too. Malkovich, I'm ready. I'll make John Malkovich the, the, the villain of Stranger Things 4, since the Russians are going to be involved in that. that would, How I'm great totally would down with that. You get ten episodes or eight episodes of John Malkovich as opposed I'm to in. an hour and a half. I think I'm all in on that one. The Power Rangers are going to be rebooted again, which we knew. When Hasbro acquired them from Saban, yeah. we knew that they were going to reboot the film. So that's not news. But the guy who actually plays Billy in Stranger Things, from all, the guy from Australia, yeah. Joe... No, Dakery Dak, Montgomery. That's right. Dakery, Dakery whatever. Uh, he said in an interview, I think with Variety or yeah, When he was promoting Stranger Things. Yeah, he said, uh, by the way, Hasbro's rebooting the film and they're not bringing back any of us. So Jasmine from Aladdin, gone. This yeah. guy is Red Ranger, gone. We get all new Rangers, and I don't know how I feel about I, it because I, I like those. I Rangers. mean, I'm st- yeah, I'm, I guess I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm kind of torn. Like I, I think they, I didn't hate the film. They they did do a great like it, I it wasn't they, it wasn't great. They, they but I did didn't a hate good it. job. Even the '96 even name was good. Elizabeth Banks. Um, yeah, she was good. The '96 Power Rangers with Ivan Ooze. Goldar could have looked a little better. Goldar looked like shit because it's supposed to be yeah. a a, a, darky, yeah. a barky doggy with with gold armor. But like, I thought that the '96 Ivan Ooze film was better. 
by leaps and yeah. bounds, but this one wasn't bad. Yeah. It was a little lost, yeah. but it wasn't terrible. That and they should have went with their other credit scene with Jason David Frank and Amy Joe. I when you had them taking pictures of it like a, like a selfie thing, that was so stupid. The other one was like kind of cool, like Tommy had his long hair. Like, come on. God, you fucked that one up. I want to see a, the green candle from the show. Oh, my God. What a great set of episodes, the green candle. The Mortal Kombat film, the new one, which we talked about last week well, because they cast Sub-Zero. Uh, I was like, hey, as long as it's rated R, we're good. Literally that night, yep. a story came out that we, re- uh, that we recorded, and they said, Mortal Kombat will indeed be rated R and will feature fatalities. And, this, I mean, if this didn't get you excited... I- I don't know what will. This is all I wanted of a Mortal Kombat movie. This is it. When I look at the old Mortal Kombat movies, Annihilation and the first one from 93, there is a couple fatalities, right? Scorpion gets his head sawed off in half when he becomes the skull and tries to yeah. breathe the fire, so he gets his shit fucked up. Um, uh, Sang Shang, oh wow. Shang Tsung steals a soul. Yeah, you get Cage. Um, Goro breaks the neck of the one fighter guy that's their friend. Johnny Cage doesn't. He punches Goro in the nuts and he falls off a cliff. So not really a fatality yeah, yeah, more. Yeah. Of, those were five hundred dollars sunglasses, asshole. Yeah, that's the the best line of all movies. Um, and then the second one, Johnny Cage gets killed, but it's not in a fight, so it's not really a fatality. He just gets killed by Shao Kahn in the first two minutes of the film, which uh, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it does, it's not a great flick. It doesn't. It's just the worst. But I, it's got it's got a little. Charm. It, it has its moments. It's got a little charm. I like it. Uh, but I'm psyched to see some like gory, gruesome fatalities in this rated R remake. And like, as long as they don't go uber cheese like uber heavy into trying too hard don't try right. too hard and the only character we have confirmed around is Sub-Zero right yeah and I would imagine we get Johnny Cage Sonya Scorpion Sub-Zero uh, Kano Baraka I, I'm you think, looking you for, think we're gonna get all them I, I, I would thousand Jax Cy, man, I don't know about Cyrax but definitely like I do like Cyrax uh, like Smoke. Reptiles <laughs> so like I'm hoping for the guys like Bo Raicho uh, what about that bicycle him. kick what's his name Luke Kang, hundred percent getting Luke Kang and Kung Lao. Um, so I think we get all that Raiden because the, the, from uh, the character that they had Luke Kang in the original movie, he was perfect. Yeah, I, he was the best part of the films. So yeah, hundred percent. Um, I'd also say uh, instead of like just Goro, and Goro is one of my favorite video game bosses of all time. I kind of like Mutaro uh, better, the half man, half horse. I like that. I'd rather have Goro. Yeah, but like I've I've had Goro. I had fake horrible or, looking Goro. Or wait, who or, his, or you kind of wait for Goro to be the second one because you know he's the big bad everyone likes him. Have the smaller villain in the first well, one. Shao Kahn's the big bad everybody likes. Goro was the original boss from the original game, and then when you beat him, you had to face Shang Tsung. So technically, in the first okay. game, Shang Tsung was the final boss, and so then you see, don't see Goro again until Mortal so Kombat maybe Nine. Tease and credit scene. Song and then Goro in the first film is, is like the big bad at the All end. I want is in the end credit scene, if they have one, is either the winners celebrating, right? And they're do- they actually did it almost like an end credit scene in the first 93 when they're all walking happily and all of a sudden Shao Kahn appears in the clouds. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to see where they're like celebrating and all you hear is because Goro has four arms, if you just hear claps simultaneously yeah. and you see four arms just clapping each other. And he goes, my turn. I would that'd love be, that. And fun. then it just goes to black and you figure it out. Like, that would be, be super cool and wait three years for a sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then we wait till 2022. Uh, a Quiet Place 2, speaking of sequels, has just begun filming. 
what, what's it going to do? Take place in a library? <laughs> it might. Is it a quieter place? I mean, how much quieter the, could you hey, get? I, I, I saw the first one. I did enjoy it. It doesn't need a sequel. It, it, it didn't lend itself to a sequel. It had a lot of plot holes that yeah. people just kind I of. I picked the shit out of it on this show here. People kind of just the kid overshadowed playing it. playing with the toy on the bridge. Oh. I hated that scene. Oh, when he's, he's running. running. Yeah. I hate that scene. They hear you running. You don't tippy toe. I hated it. I just hated it. it again, it had, it had plot holes. It was good. Will Krasinski be in it? Well, did he survive the attack? Like right. you don't know. So yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, like I'm not. Did Hopper survive? Yes. So so did he. That's different. <laughs> Hopper's different. <laughs> you know. So I saw a meme of Hopper when he was wearing that like Hawaiian shirt. I love that shirt. It was, it was like that with like, here comes San Antonio Vice City, and it was Hopper getting arrested. I was like, <laughs> San Andreas. Yeah, San. I was loving it. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> that is cool. It does remind me of Grand Theft Auto. You're right. Uh, Harry Styles is in talks to play Prince Eric for the live-action mermaid uh, re- little sorry live-action Little Mermaid, and he remake. was in a band, right? Ha- wasn't Harry Styles in One Direction? Yeah, that's it. That's the band. He is. That's is that, it. Gonna, on, 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 you don't have to look. I, I know. I it am. Is. I'm going to because I remember he was in a band that, but he was actually in um, Christopher Nolan's movie, um, that war movie playing with Tom Hardy. It's a shame that I knew he was in One Direction. I know. I, that's why I laughed at you. Well, I, I couldn't think of. I didn't band. even look it up. Like that's that's sad for me that I had to. I knew. Like I said I knew it was a band, but I, I what's that war movie with Christopher Nolan? He directed. Tom Hardy was that plane guy. Killian Murphy was in it. Fuck. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. If only we had smartphones. Yeah, so. I know, but I, I I'd like to get it without looking. Well, let's just take a look. Oh, God. Well, I'm gonna look. You. Well, I mean, no, but Harry Styles. He, he kind of proved to me that he can actually act because I didn't know it was him the whole. Oh, I know it. The movie. I mean, I looked it up, but yeah, I know it. But the movie that he was in, like, I, I was like, that guy looks familiar. Then after it was like, oh, that was Harry Styles. Like, shit, he actually was pretty good in the movie. Yeah. What was the movie? Dunkirk. Dunkirk. That's it. That was a fantastic movie. <laughs> didn't by the that way. win like like one of the best? I, I think it won best sound editing. Some it definitely won an Oscar. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably an Academy Award. Yeah. All right, moving on, moving on. Detective Pikachu has officially become the highest grossing video game film of all time. I think we probably could have predicted that. What, what was, do you know what the original number one was? Um, The Wizard. No, I, I don't know. I, I would assume maybe like was Tomb Raider. Definitely not Ma- Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> no, that movie did not do well. Highest, gr- top grossing video game. Video game. Movies. Um, maybe Tomb Raider. It's gotta be Tomb Raider, the second one. Cradle, Cradle Life? Oh, you know what it was? I bet. Probably a Resident Evil. Oh, shit, yeah. Probably. Um. You bastard. 25, 24, 23. You couldn't just give me the damn... They started at 25. I wanted them to start at 1. Wow. Are you serious? No, it's Lara Croft's Tomb Raider. So that was the first one. Yeah, the first one. So that uh, has been surpassed by Detective Pikachu and IMDb. IMDb doesn't even have it updated. So they're slacking. Well, hey, yeah. that's awesome for for fucking Pikachu. We know we're getting a second one. I loved it. Give, I finally give me more watched. Pokemon. I finally watched it. I loved oh, you it. saw it? It was good. I finally it was good. watched. I saw it in theaters, as you know, I fell asleep, so I finally rewatched you saw it. it. Late at night. I friggin' yeah. loved yeah, it. It was great. Very predictable ending, but I'm not there to see. The 17 plot twists. I'm there to watch the yeah. Pokemon, and I was very pleased with how they all look. Yeah, and once it comes on Blu-ray, I'll watch it again, and then I will look for more Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, see yeah. what I missed? I know I'm sure I missed something. Definitely, and I would love to hear you try and get their names right. 
that uh, would, that would be an exercise in futility. Unless they're unless they're Gen One. Speaking of things that will let you down, I don't know. I don't know where I pulled that transition from because we weren't talking yeah, about anything to yeah, let you down. Yeah. But this has to be disappointing for you because production on the new Akira film, which was the adaptation that was going to kind of retell the series, uh, which we just talked about last week, has been put on hold indefinitely. Well, remember, because Watiti was supposed to direct that. Yeah, and now, now doing, that went to shit. So he's, he's going, doing he's Thor doing Thor 4. It's kind of sad. So this this actually looks like that we are not going to get a new adaptation of Akira. So, but hey, at which, least we still have the, the original, original, which you say is one of the greatest anime films of all time. One hundred percent. And it's not even a Ghibli film. And I was ex- a lot of the Ghibli films are up. And, there, and so. they remastered on Blu-ray. It's gorgeous. What was it? Nineteen eighty-nine or ninety-one or something? Yeah, it was I think, pretty early. Yeah. We were we I, were I was just either youngins. Like not born or I was one or two. Yeah, we were just youngins. Dexter Fletcher, who is the director of Rocket Man, has been brought in to direct Sherlock Holmes 3. I still did not see Rocket Man, so I do not know his direct... I don't know what he could do, but I have been waiting for Sherlock Holmes 3 now for at least 8 years. I will... Maybe 10. What, with Downey? Yeah. It's that... Sherlock Holmes 2 is that old? Yeah, I think so. I think that money came out in, what, 11 or 12? Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Because remember, he's been doing all the Avengers, the Iron Mans, and freaking did all kinds of shit. And you know, you know, then you have to get Jude Law, too. So yeah. you're getting two big names. As we hit the box office, number 10, falling from number 8 to $2.2 million, hanging onto the list is Men in Black International. Avengers Endgame came in at 11. If you did not know, it's very close to passing Avatar. It, it, it's, I think they projected next week. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yep. Uh, especially with the Comic-Con stuff. They could drop something there and people get excited again and go see Imagine it. Imagine if it drops door in San Diego. Oh, Jesus. $3.2 million at number nine. Falling from number seven is The Secret Life of Pets 2. Number eight, falling from number six at 3.6 is Midsummer. Number seven, falling from number four at 5.6 is Annabelle Comes Home. Number six, falling from number five at 6.1 is Aladdin. Number five, hanging strong, dropping from number three, Ahead of Aladdin, which is awesome still, at 6.7 is Yesterday. Very That's happy. Cool. That's cool. Very happy. Now, this next one seems like it flopped a little bit. And remember, this is only domestic. But at $8.2 million, number four, new to the list, Stuber. Yeah, it probably did. It, pro- it definitely had a small budget. But I don't know if $8 million domestic is going to be Yeah, I, much. I don't think their budget was that low. Yeah. Number three, also new to the list at $12 million from Paramount is Crawl. That's no, good, not bad. Hanging on at number two, $20.9 million is Toy Story yeah, 4. Say, and hanging on at number one at $45.3 million is Spider-Man Far From Home. That is your box office. Two weeks in a row. Good for Spider-Man. Yeah, and we kind of projected that. And when you look at the stuff that's upcoming uh, this week... I think that's getting close to... I think I think that just crossed $850 million. Good for them. I, I, I'm I don't, th- I don't think they'll it. cross a billion, but hey, that's still, still great. Yeah. Coming out in two days is The Lion King, so that's definitely going to supplant yep. uh, Spider-Man. And then next week is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Skin before Hobbs and Shaw the following week. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That is coming out. Yeah. I, I got to see You got to go see that now, too. Well, you, it's no surprise that The Rock and Stacey Statham are the freaking man. I got to say it. That's it. As we move to the television section, we got a review for Season 4, Episode 1 of the new Veronica Mars series that's going to be exclusively on Hulu. I heard it was absolute dog shit. <laughs> Well, the review that I have, just the last little set, like blurb that I usually read, is two pages. And it said, absolute garbage in huge font. Twelve years removed from its last entry in the television, television space means plenty needed to change about Veronica Mars, the show, and the person. Veronica has traded her taser for a sidearm. Logan traded those awful bearded or beaded chokers for guns of his own. The I'm assuming... Was that they muscles meant muscles. Or? 
the, dan- the, the Dandy Warhols We Used to Be Friends theme song has been given a soft synth pop female vocalist makeover, but season four has retained the elements that it needed in its premiere. We're still in Neptune, which is still an intriguingly mis- uh, mysterious disaster, and in between enjoyable moments of comedic relief, Veronica Mars is still a fairly dark noir fiction-based story and oddly pleasing juxtaposition that has always characterized the show. But now, instead of being about a teenager who grew up too fast, it's about a teenager that grew up but maybe didn't mature. Well, that's a little disappointing to see because we've come to know Veronica as a morally grounded, justice-seeking do-gooder. We're hoping that our heroine was able to redeem her, will be able to redeem herself by season's end. It's completely reasonable to expect that a teenage girl surrounded by betrayal, murder, and suspicion would grow up to be a complicated woman. But it's a sad end for a character that deserves a redemptive moment if we can't find a way to let Veronica's good overcome her bad, just like she's managed to do in every other episode. In every other season, three <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just said it on spite. Seven. Five. I was gonna say seven, but I, I was gonna say two. Just a seven five. In news we all figured was coming, George R. R. Martin has come out and said that the fan reaction to season eight will not change his ending to Winds of Winter. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's news. I think no. we, he said that multiple times. Yeah. That no matter what you what happens, this is I'm the first the time he said it post season yeah. eight. Okay, yeah. so even though. You know, in other news, water day. wet. Yeah, yeah. For, for real. Yeah. In other words, Sam ugly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess. <laughs> I made a good one. Uh, even though it has not been officially renewed for a second season yet, John Favreau has already begun writing one. I uh, was already begin writing one for The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Season one drops November twelfth. I, I don't think this is a surprise. These are everything now. They're expecting a sequel next season. But it's good to see the Star Wars fans are going to eat this up. We're a news recap show, and three stories out of three in TV. Not really news. Veronica Mars is good. Uh, uh, George R says the shit ain't going to change, and then this one. So um, John Favreau is a busy man. Yeah, he sure is. You know, you know, he's, he's, Did Lion King was worked on the whole, you know, Mandalorian. Now he's doing season two. They're Go doing the him. sequel to Rudy, so he's probably going to reprise. Yeah, right. his, he's going to reprise his role from Rudy, the goddamn guy. That's what I. That's what I called him as a kid. Really? He says is goddamn. He says is goddamn it? in almost every sentence that he says. I haven't seen Rudy, in or a at while. least every scene been, that he's it's been in. Been a few years. Yeah, me too. But I love that movie. No, oh, it's good. We'll end in the gaming space. Or we'll just go to it. We still have comics and... Yeah, but this is like our last major. The rest is like little... We, we touch on it. So. Wrestling and comics. We don't like it. That's what Sam just I said. just like closing it out. <laughs> I, I think I, I think every time... I and here we are to close like, it we'll out. close it out in the gaming stage. I'll like take it. back over for another I just entire like, segment. I just like it. Just go with it. God damn it. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3 finally has a release date. Halloween, October 31st. And it's a Thursday, which is not a day video games release generally. Some indie games come out on Thursdays on the eShop sometimes, but usually big games are Tuesday, Friday. I like it. Just move it a day up. You get Halloween. That's fun. That's fine. I'm cool with it. I'm probably going to wait till the Friday, August 1st to get it. August, I, I should say November. I mean, all the kids are probably going to be out trick-or-treating rather than playing the game. And, and, as know, they should. And I and I will probably be because I will have a, almost yeah. one-year-old, so it'll be her first Halloween out. So I will Aww. definitely not be playing this the night it comes out. But I'll pick it After up. After you come back that night and put yeah. her to bed, then you play. I'll pick it up and I'll figure it out. I love Luigi's Mansion so much. Yeah. I said it was my game of the show at E3 for games we already knew about and it had the best showing, in my opinion. I was craving for a release date, much like the fans, uh, and we got one. So it's October 31st. A little longer than I was hoping for. My but original it, was it, September 20th. At least it's this year. Yeah. Be happy. It, 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 it doesn't look like it's going to be delayed out of this year. So, God willing. New Switch model hitting 
In August, that will double the battery life. This is not a Switch Pro. That's why we didn't put it at the beginning of the show and talk about it like we did last week with the Switch Lite. This is just a new uh, version, a new hardware upgrade for the Switch, the the good old-fashioned Switch. Uh, the new model that will come out, I think, August 19th, I think, but it's August of 2019. Um will come out and it will double the battery life. You'll get up to like nine hours or something crazy in handheld mode. And I know you're you're trying to get a Switch. If you want one, you might as well wait until August. Uh, 100% going to wait now. I, I only I don't travel a lot. So my Switch stays in my house yeah. a lot. So I have the charger here so I can plug and it in. And it lasts, what, like six hours? Uh, mine's two years old now. I got it launched. So like two and a half years, which is crazy. Um I probably get like three, four hours now because okay. I just played the yeah. shit out of it. I remember I played 117 hours of Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, all handheld. Oh wow! So like when I had the flu, I'm surprised. I just knocked it out. I know, I know, but I was sick in bed, yeah. and I had no choice. But like Pokemon, I played on my TV. Yeah. Mario Odyssey, I played on my TV. The new Pokemon, I play on my TV. Luigi's Mansion, I'll probably play both. I don't really give a shit that much about that experience. But uh, when you get a Switch, just wait till it, I'll I'll tell you, Sam, it's out. Yeah. Here's the model number. Go look for this on the shelves, yeah. and then you'll you'll figure it cool. out from there. And speaking of GameStop, they're changing their business model. But is it too late? They. I like what they're trying to do. They're trying to make their store space, like the physical retail store space, the brick and mortar, more of an experience for for you when you go in. And they've tried that before. They added all the Think Geek shit, the t-shirts, the Statues, Funkos, yep. the, all that stuff. Yep. Like they added walls and walls of it. And then the games are over here. So it's like you, you've tried to make it a more, like I guess, complete gamer haven. Now they're going to take esports into it. They're going to have local tournaments at your GameStop and stuff well, like that, that. that. They should have been had that, though. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Is it too little, too late? Because it's shit you could have done years ago to try yeah. and save your business. And what they're going to they're gonna do now is something they got rid of 10 years ago, which pissed me off then. Um, they did it the worst time. I think that was the start of their decline. And something that, again, maybe too little, too late. They're going to start selling old retro stuff and NES, yeah. Super Nintendo in store as opposed to just online. And I'll tell you, they got some pretty good prices for their games online. Like Batman on NES is like 15 bucks retail. They have it for 10 So, like, it's pretty decent pricing. Mario is 5 bucks. Mario 2 is 10 Mario 3 is 12 Mario 3 at Game Junkie is 20 Oh, wow. So, like, GameStop actually has pretty decent pricing on their NES stuff. Uh, you know, they'll move it to in-store. I like that because it gives me a reason to walk in the door because I'm, I'm a retro guy. Um, but, like, they got rid of it 10 years ago because retro was out. Retro was done. Retro yeah. wasn't cool. The Wii was cool. And PlayStation 4 or 3. And Xbox and that, 360. But now re- all retro Retro is cool yeah. again. It's at the highest peak it's ever been yeah. at. Speedrunning has a lot to do with that. But just t- Twitch has a lot to do with that. So now they've waited it's 10 years. funny you said that. Thank you. Shout out to Don for sending me this in my, you know, give me a heads up. But I've got a unopened, never before seen the day as air. <laughs> Factory sealed? Conquer. Ooh, nice. Fa- is it factory sealed? Yeah. Is it originally factory yep. sealed or is it re- original? Never re-sealed? opened. Never. Still is the that same. Your third copy of Conquer now. Yep. You have a loose, boxed, and and factory sealed. Yep. And the factory sealed. Eventually, I'll send that to Wada Games, but I'm, I'm going to probably wait till to give Dom. I think I like two or three more coming of different games. That's cool. Get. Dude, that, I'm that, assuming that's like one the of them is going to be Griffey. You're looking for a factory actually. Sealed it's funny. Shout to Dom again. Christmas. He got me a sealed Ken Griffey. Oh, that's cool. Factory yeah. sealed Griffey. It was probably cost him like 12 bucks. It's not that. No, it was probably maybe like 20, 30, 40. I would say around there. I mean, I mean, maybe more than that just because it's sealed. 
I yeah, don't know how many sealed Griffey price games charting, you want. Price charting factory sealed Griffey, I think, is like 15. It's not that But sealed, though. So it's set. Factory sealed. Yeah, I, I just, complete I and box and sealed are two different things, as you know. Yeah. And complete and box is like eight. You, you got that, it cheap. That's different. But factory sealed, I think it's only like 15. I could be wrong. It's on price charting. Yeah. But, um, f- I, you know, I know I know your love for, for Griffey. All things Griffey. The N64 Griffey for anybody out there that needs to know. That's the first the, one, not Slugfest. No, not Slugfest. Slugfest can yeah. suck our butts. <laughs> I, was, I, mean, I wouldn't say that, but, you know. A new Monkey Ball game is, in fact, coming. Kinda. Uh, we had talked last week about uh, a leak for a new Super Monkey Ball game. I was Super Monkey hyped. I said, this is all I want. Super Monkey hyped. It's <laughs> all I want. Uh, and then I said, as long as it's not a remake of Banana Blitz, give me uh, two. And then you said, well, what about one? I said, two's the best, as long as it's not Banana Blitz. It's a remake of Banana Blitz. Literally the one thing I said, please don't be. And it is. It is. It's going to be an HD remake of Banana Blitz, which was originally on the Wii. Had a lot of motion control. It looks like they're scrapping the motion control, going traditional controller scheme, which I'll take it. I like it. I like it if it's in the traditional controller scheme. But the mini games that came with that game were all Wiimote-centric. So now they're only doing 10 mini games, and I'm assuming there's no motion controls. Don't do motion controls with my monkey ball. (laughs) It's coming. It's 40 bucks on October 29th. I'm psyched for it. It's a long way away for a fucking remaster. It's like just an HD remaster. It's a long way away for that. But I'm getting a Monkey Ball game on my Switch. I said I wanted it. I can't be too picky. It's one of the, in my opinion, it's probably one of my top 10 favorite GDQ speedruns is Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. The shitty game on Wii because the kid's up there in front of 100,000 people playing it on Wiimote, which is it can be a little finicky, yeah. you know, and he plays it goddamn near flawless. So sh- shout out to Miles and now Claris. Uh, but one of my favorite runs in GDQ history, that's what got me into Monkey Ball speedrunning. So super psyched oh, that I'm at least getting something. That's only 40 bananas. Exactly. TurboGrafx-16 Mini to release March 19th, 2020. Yeah, and we knew that that was coming. Now we have a release date of March 19th, which is cool. The TurboGrafx is an underrated console. It's a gem. If you find one on like Facebook Marketplace or at a retail store, I suggest you jump on it. It was cartridge-based games, but the cartridges were big. It was it was really neat. Um, think of a floppy disk cut in half. It was pretty cool. Uh, I, I like that a lot. I like a lot of the games. But because it was more popular... In Japan, where it was called the PC Engine, as opposed to the Turbo Graphics, like we got over here, and I think maybe Europe, I'm not sure. Roughly half the games out of all this collection, huge collection of Turbo Graphics games, half of them are going to be the the Japanese ROMs in Japanese. So that's going to be tough to navigate. Yeah. It takes it takes a little of the hype away from me because I don't I will not play it'll, games. It, in Japanese. It'll just be like initial day. It'll be. Cool. You have to find it online at what to do. If it's a racing game it's a lot of work, or, or like a platformer and I just know what to do, go right or drive, like I'll do it. A fighting game. But if there's like story, I'm out. Yeah. I'm never going to like translate it online. I'm never going to do it. He said I'm pissed. I don't give a shit. The Xbox Connect is being used for a new reason. Definitely, definitely a different one too. Uh, did you hear about this? I did not. You know, I don't have Xbox. I don't, obviously, I don't have the Connect. Um, I do have the PlayStation camera. Yeah, well, the Xbox Connect, especially the Xbox One version, is a really solid piece of of equipment. I have two of them. Um, Really solid piece of equipment. And it's got a really good camera, infrared sensing, all that stuff. Did a good job. It served its purpose. It is no longer being, you know, manufactured and no games are made for it. So it's basically a piece of fucking hard. It's a a paperweight. It's a paperweight, but it's got a working camera. So our friends over in New Jersey... 
who are is the most useless state, no no offense, <laughs> decided at the Newark airport, which we have been to, I've dropped off Ashley there for flights multiple yeah. times, and then I go to Toys R Us. Uh, the Newark airport is using Xbox Connects for security cameras. Are they that good? They're that good of a camera. I mean, the cameras for security cameras aren't that great. But they're using Xbox. And it's so wow. funny. It's like a little pole and then a big-ass giant cube just sitting there staring at you. And there's like actual people took photos and put it on Twitter of like, I'm in Newark Airport and there's a connect in the ceiling. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Only in Newark, New Jersey, people. Only in Newark would they fucking do that. But like, you know, I got to give props. They probably called up Microsoft and said, give us your inventory. We'll buy it cheap. You get notoriety out there because yeah. it's, it's there. And – you know, people will notice. So it's a maybe a good use of recycled materials, I'll say. Instead yeah. of throwing it away, I'm glad it's being put to good use to put people behind <laughs> bars. Speaking of people behind bars, by the way, fuck, fuck the society, man. Classic Game Junkie was was robbed the other day. Yeah. Um, but. but they got it back and the dad of the kid who robbed it brought the kid back and all that stuff. But the kid stole the fucking donation jar that goes to chop. Yeah. That's just fucked. That's just so fucked. There's things you don't that do. That was a garbage move. There's things you don't do. And number one, stealing is one of them. But especially that. That just shows a heartless fucking dickless gutless yeah. move. So we're happy that it was resolved. Shout out to our friends at Classic Game Junkie. We interviewed them at the Classic Game Junkie. Go listen to that episode from last July. Frank Stanchek Jr. Um, so, like, go listen to them. They're friends of the show. We like them. But uh, just a sad story. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy it has a happy ending. Yeah. But um, it sucks that it had to happen in the first place. Resident Evil 5 and 6 coming to Nintendo Switch. On October 29th. Yep, we got release dates. No big news here. It's like, they why? Were, why? They why? were in the Nintendo Direct for E3, yeah. so we knew it was coming. Now yeah. we got release dates. October 29th. Listen, five is underrated. Six sucks. Monkey balls. <laughs> uh, so I would not necessarily do that, especially if they're going to be 30, 40 bucks like four was. Yep. Um, but five is an underrated game, especially if you have a friend to play co-op with. I liked it a lot. Bill I, and I used to play it I was playing. I think, I think it was five. Me and Mati were playing a little bit when I first had it on. I got it for the computer. And you could play, like, the Xbox controller. That was pretty cool playing co-op, but eh, it wasn't for me. Yeah, it's just, it's if I think it's a little, it's a fun just, little game. I just, I don't like, I'm not comfortable in the Xbox controllers. To me, it's like, ah, ah. You know what you could do? Get it over it and get used to it. Nah, I don't know. Nah. It's just, a, just, a, just an but idea. I'll put the N64 controller in my hand. I'm good to go, baby. <laughs> so we have a couple of comic stories. And this is where our top three is going to be birthed from this week. The story kicks off with the Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are doing a comic crossover event. Sam, are you interested in picking these books up? Possibly. Um, if, if this is just like the spinoff of them, I don't know if it's attached because I don't read Power Rangers. I mean, I, I love it all It looked the- like the Mighty Morphin. Yeah, that, that's what it is. That's it what like I know. Morphin, it is that. So I love the Batman and TMT. I love the first two comic series that mm-hmm. they came out. I didn't start the third one. Yet. I'm picking up the issues, but I didn't start it yet. And I you think like the animated film. The animated film was is good. You know, yeah. except the, the animation on the turtle's head. Yeah, yeah. I talked to another guy. Yeah. Said the same exact thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, th- I think I have to just wait. Maybe see the cover, read the back, read the synopsis, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I might check it out. So maybe are- it's like it was Lord Zed and. Team ups with you know with with a shredder or or they use the other guys. Lord Lord Shred. Lord Shred. Lord Shred. Shredder and Zed. Oh shit! Yeah, I Lord, like it. Lord I Shred. It. I take it. 
I like Lord Zed. He was like the Fish. fucking most uh, badass 100%. villain of Power Rangers history. Yep. So what we did this week for our top three was we decided what other awesome franchises, or maybe maybe not so awesome, what other franchises would be really cool to cross over with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Because they're popping up everywhere. Power Rangers, Batman, getting rebooted 17 times. So how would we like to see other franchises cross over? We could go anywhere we wanted. We could go huge. We can go small. We can go underrated, overrated, <laughs> animated, doesn't matter. Uh, so I, I think, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun with this quick segment in our top three. I am super hyped for this one. I put a lot of yeah. thought into mine. I even put little backstories on them of why it makes I, sense. I gave a little to one, two kind of, and the third one I just kind of threw in because I thought it would be fun. Give us your number three. My number three, I think would would work best in animation just because of watching the cartoon as a kid. Yeah, all three of mine are animators. Scooby-Doo. I think Scooby-Doo and the gang would be cool. <laughs> they all meet. They're working on the same case. They're after the same guy. The turtles could get along with Shaggy and Scooby just eating everything in pizza. I think it could be funny. I think they would just work. Because the turtles have a lot of comedy to them, all four and of so them. Does, and that's exactly what Scooby-Doo Scooby is. That, that that horror comedy. I effort. thought they're hand in hand. I was like, this had to be done before. Like, I say horror comedy lightly with Scooby-Doo. Why is this not done? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's on. a pretty good one, too. I like. I didn't think that. I Actually, matter of fact, I think all three of mine now uh, are action-y. Too, so I, I went pretty heavy on the action. My next two are action. Uh, my number three, he takes the surface. The turtle takes the sewers. Give me a Captain Planet crossover. Oh, Captain Planet! Give me a Captain Planet <laughs> crossover. Dude, he's me, flying. I want a Captain Planet. Give me something. He's flying above ground. He takes care of up there. The sewers are taken care of by the turtles. There's a you know a mission that the sewers get contaminated or something. You better like have that. a banging one and two because I love that Captain Planet idea. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Has to be animated. Cannot be live action for the love of all things. Holy cannot be animated or cannot be live action. No, give me that. Um, and this one, unless because, it's Don Cheadle as Captain Planet, and, and I'm in. And because that was funny, and because of the time frame that Captain Planet came out, I'm going to go with the original animated turtles from the 80s. Yeah, um, that I think that style of turtle would work. Best. That 100 would work. My number two, I went with the Thundercats. Yep, fine. I, I, I just fun. I thought that would work. Turtles, ho. Like that, Lionel, and I—I I mainly thought just thought Skeletor and Shredder. I thought they would just mix. That, that's perfect. a great villain combo. So, and I was like, and just to hear, like, I forget the guy's voice. Just to hear Thunder, Thunder, give me the same voice actor. Just to hear that again. In mine is actually a versus series. So my next one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus the Battletoads. Which amphibian reigns supreme? <laughs> the frogs or the turtles? Okay. The, 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 the turtles or the, or, the, or the toad, right? The turtle versus the toad. Which amphibian reigns supreme? I don't know if turtles are actually amphibians. I think they are. Um, but regardless, it's, you know, aquatic creatures. Um, but I think the turtles versus the toads could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, there's four turtles and three battle toads, so the numbers aren't there. But the battle toads are all jacked to shit. Um, but I think yeah. that, uh, that's different. You have one that's an incredibly hard game. One that's a really fun, um, everything franchise, but the, I, I can't remember her name. The villain of the battletoads is a female. She has like that black and purple kind of color scheme, just like shredder. I think that that would make a good mix if like shredder and her fall in love or something, but I, I'm actually going with a versus series of the, okay. of the, that's uh, different. TMNT versus the battletoads. My number one, I, this shouldn't be a surprise because I think it just, it, it works the best, X-Men. It was my number three until I took it I, off the list. I mean. Happy I, that you said it. I, I was think, praying you were going to go. I think it has to be. I mean, just like, how do they find him? Professor X uses uh, Cerebro. 
finds mutants, they're mut- mutated turtles, and just kind of brings them into the X-Men to try to tutor them. Literally, to the them. Teenage Mutant. Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles. It is what X-Men are. Yeah. It's the first thing I thought of. It's actually the first thing that made my list. Yeah, it was. It and was. then I went back and retconned it. So I was like, I told myself, Sam's got to have this. So I'm, yeah. I'm if, if, if none, if both, If we didn't say it, we fail as a podcast. I was waiting with bated breath <laughs> to hear how you would cross over the X-Men cool. and the Turtles. My number one is completely stupid. This is more for me and the people out there that when I say this name, you probably haven't heard it in 15 years and you say, holy shit, I remember them. Maybe more than like 20 years. I remember them. I played with them growing up. I would love to see. Wait. Can I say, is it sharks? It is the street sharks. Yes, I knew it. Yes. That was the one I was hoping you were going to do. Because I, I, I had to have Scooby do it. The Street show. Sharks, four brothers turned into half human, half sharks. The exact same situation that happens to the Turtles, who are four brothers who get turned into half human, yeah. half turtle. Uh, it's the, the Street Sharks was three seasons, 40 episodes yep. of goodness. You can buy the complete box set on, yeah, for on 12, DVD. For 12 yeah. bucks at Amazon, three bucks at Walmart. Like You could totally easily pick up the Street Sharks episodes. If you haven't heard Street Sharks in a long time, I was debating on Captain Planet versus Biker Mice from Mars. And I was like, that might be a little too much of a stretch no. for that. I decided on Planet. But number one was always going to be and, Street Sharks. Dude, and I thought no matter what you were going to say... I really loved her. I was not. I didn't think of Captain Planet, but Street Shark. That take. That's the number one. That that's great. I, the first episode's available online. Um, I think you can watch them all on YouTube. I think on YouTube. Yeah, 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 they're available. So check it out if you don't. If you haven't heard it in a long or time. If you want to get a good laugh, just type in Vin Diesel and Street Sharks, and watch what you see. That's funny. I can't wait to do that now. I haven't watched that because so. you you remember the action figures because I had them all. So and I, Vin Diesel basically gives you a tutorial. So I am like, I'm like. The, my biggest nostalgia for the Street Sharks is not the show. It is the toys. Because when I had my action figures, they were the small plastic. The Street Sharks were rubber, and they yep. were fucking They're big. They're big. big. Yep. They're big. And you had uh, Ripster. I forget all their names. Ripster was the big guy with the, the great white shark, the biggest yeah. brother with jeans. You had Streets, I think. There's the guy with rollerblades. He was the tiger shark with rollerblades. You had Big Slamu, which was a play on words for Shamu. He was a whale shark, and he was the big bulky brother. Uh, and then you had Jabs, I think, and he was the hammerhead shark. Well, I, Bro, I, will I remember tr- that. I will trust After you 100%. 20 years. And I think one of the villains was Kilimari instead of Calamari. Um, <laughs> I got to go back and watch this shit. Dude, I'm all over this I shit. I haven't seen it in years. I loved the Street Sharks. They were my tag team champions. They were a stable in yeah. my wrestling federation growing up. <laughs> and they were the tag champs because they were so I love big. Who was going to take them down? They had plastic arms and rubber heads. And you could actually, like, uh, push down on their dorsal fins and their mouths would move. I'm, I'm cool. all about it. Dude, I would love to get those four figures back. Yeah. I only had the four figures and one of the villains. I think the villain's name... You could find them. ...was the... the uh, I forget, man. Paradigm, Dr. Paradigm or something. But I definitely had... No, I had two. I had de- I had Kilimari and I had another one. I had two villains. I know I had six, six because I had them go against each other for the tag titles. But that's our top three... Uh, franchises we'd like to see crossover. I think that was a lot of yeah, fun. That, that was fun. I that have. Fun. I love when we go creative with our top threes as opposed to like just kind of characters or this yeah. or that or the other. Uh, so we had fun with that. But Sam, it is time for your CGC spotlight of the week. And this is to you as to everyone else. Go see Spider Man Far From Home. It, it, it's 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 a good movie. I didn't love it. I still say Spider Man Two is still the best. What I love is 
What does this have to do with your CGC spotlight? Oh, this was, I thought it was pick of the week. <laughs> we still have two stories. Okay, let's pause it right there. Well, at least we stay on Marvel. Uncanny X-Men 266. <laughs> it's staying in. <laughs> keep it in, that's fine. I, I, I don't know why, I was like... Because I ended it with of the week. I said your CGC spotlight of the week. And, and that's all I heard. Because I was already looking down, I was like, okay, shit. All right, well, Uncanny X-Men 266. It's the first full appearance of Gambit. Him and Wolverine are my absolute favorite X-Men, so I had to get this. I immediately had to pick this up. Yeah. I had a 9.8 white pages, Chris Claremont story, Mike Collins and Joe Rubenstein art, Andy Cooper cover. It came out in August 1990. You have to get it if you're, if you're a Gambit fan. If you don't like Gambit, shame on you. I love Gambit. When we get in the movie. So th- this kind of surprised me. I-, I never really checked the CGC census on this, and this shocked me. There's 15 99s. Mm. There's 2,229 eighths, 3,122 nine sixes. Now, out of all those 2,000 nine eighths, 2,000 plus, are they all white pages or like the white, you, no, white you, off white pages you, all lumped in? You don't, CGC doesn't control that, but I know there are some off white white because I have seen them. Okay. And there's 9 4, there's 1,942. I didn't realize how many graded copies there were of this book in high grade. Usually 9H, like, ah, there's probably you know, a couple. I didn't think there was 2,000-something. But, hey, I still had to have it. The last sale for the 9H was 357 The 90-day average is 411 So it's it's you know, it's oh not too God. out of, you know, range. Greg's looking at the back cover. The back cover is my favorite so far. Okay, well, why are you, why are you, why are you looking and staring I'm at that? I'm still listening. you got to go over what the story I'll, is. I'll you with the story. So aurora which is storm is trying to steal back some stolen paintings that was basically stolen before by the shadow king she traps her and she thinks she's about to die gambit comes in and saves her and now storm says well you're gonna now you're gonna be on the run forever now because he's gonna be now he's on your list now but gambit's a badass he don't give a shit um and then you basically find out this guy val cooper is going to try and assassinate mystique but you don't find out until 267 so i love this book i love gambit he's great he's on the cover with with storm which is cool check it out or read can read it online buy it uncanny x-men 266 august 8th of 1990 is the release date like you said the back cover so when i hear the 90s i'm like oh my god nostalgia right i'm two years old it's not like it's the 60s or 70s yeah. where it's a bb gun i look yeah. in the back and what could it be but a Ad for Konami's NES games, oh, wow. Metal Gear 2, Snake's Revenge, and Super C, the friggin' sequel to Contra. So, like, I'm in heaven yeah, that, right that now with any that back cover. Yeah. Great choice for the cover art on the front and back alone, the ad on the back. Official Nintendo seal of quality. You gotta have That's that. Awesome. It's still around. That's Nintendo awesome. seal of quality. I still look for that. Um, but, yeah, I'm super psyched, man. Like... That's a great, cool, it's a cool book. I like the story behind it. I love Gambit. Again, still no we, news about this Gambit movie. Goddamn movie. Come on. Uh, but I love that back ad. Um, before we get to our picks of the week, Sam, we got to talk really quick. Did you watch Fight for the Fall? I, I didn't watch all of it. I only watched like, there was like a clip of three minutes of everything. It was mm-hmm. like quick clips. Of Fight for the Fall for yeah. AEW. You saw, but did you see any of the match that I asked you to watch? The one with Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen? That was the, the six. Was that the six way? Six, six man tag. I, I thought it was okay. I, I don't know. The, well, at least what I saw, I, I might have expected more because all my guys were there. Yeah. I just thought, well, at least what they showed me, I yeah. was like, it was okay. Yeah, I thought that was match of the night. I thought it was my. Oh really? I thought it was one of my favorite matches of the year so far for any company. Huh. I was obsessed with it. Now I love Sammy Guevara. I thought he stole the show for this match. Okay, maybe that's. Why. Um, okay. Darby Allen wasn't in it a lot, 
Because he was... I think I saw him for a second. He was part of the story more than he was oh, a part of the match. That's the why. story okay. was trying to build him up to be the superstar. And um, there was this whole thing where after him and Cody had that draw at Fighter Fest yeah. a couple weeks ago, Sean Spears came out and knocked Cody with the chair. Oh, Sean yeah, Spears was in this match. So the whole story they were telling and teasing was Darby on getting revenge on uh, Sean Spears okay. for okay. taking his moment away from him. And they kept teasing it and teasing it. And that's why you didn't see Darby in the match a lot because there was a lot of like fake tags yes. or like reaching so yeah, hard just to get pulled reach. back. Yeah. So like there's a lot of that. Okay. When he did come in, dude, A, he was on fire, yeah. hitting everything. B, the crowd went ape shit. He's, he's going to be the, big. Cody, he's going to be big. Cody did a great job getting him over and it, at, at Fighter Fest. And AEW is, is really... They got a star in their hands with yeah. Darby Allen. The guy was homeless at one point in his life. Yeah. In, in real life. In when I watched it, I watched like a 10-minute like a thing about him and all his stuff. And that's why when I said to you, I thought he was the next, like, could be bigger than Jeff Hardy. Like, he... But the shit that he does to his body, he better watch yeah. out, man. There's some of the stuff that he does. The reason he'll he oh. won't be as big as Jeff Hardy, and I say that for anybody, is because Jeff Hardy came up in the Attitude yeah, Era yeah. and just after the Attitude yeah. Era, that '97. He to came 99, up in that sweet spot, and that's when wrestling was drawing seven million yeah. people a week to watch Raw. Now we're at two to three, so he just just he just and, can't be. And everyone loves the Hardy boys. Plus the advantage that. That today's wrestlers have his social media didn't have that True. in '97, so like there's the uh, the great equalizer, yeah. if you will. So it's like kind of the give and take. But fight uh, fight for the fallen was really cool, really weird ending. They all came out and presented a check, but they cut off their promo. They could clearly tell that they were out of time, and they said it. Kenny Omega had this weird outro. So like they got to get better with how they're going to cut the show. So that was like a little awkward, but the matches were fun. Um, Kenny Omega picked up his first win. The Young Bucks, I think they won. Yeah, they, they beat Cody and Dustin uh, oh, Rhodes. Wow. So, like, you didn't expect a lot of the, the results. Um, there was a women's match that a lot of people liked. There was a tag match. I thought it was okay, some botches in there. But overall, uh, again, a, a great show. It was for a B level pay per view. This was a really good show. Probably like an eight out of it ten. It was free, right? Yeah, yeah it was free yeah. on Bleacher Report Live and internationally on, fight, um, on the Fight app. But. Like my thing with AEW that they got to work out before they come live on October on TNT, they got some production issues. Uh, number one, randomly in the middle of a match, a bunch of closed caption text just started popping up all over the screen. It was extremely oh, distracting wow. because it was in the middle. You know, closed captions usually yeah. at the bottom. No, it was just randomly oh, in the middle. Get the kinks out now on the free show. And it was like a minute <laughs> behind. Like, oh, it wow. was really distracting. Okay. And so I went on Twitter. I was like, is it just my stream? And everybody's like, it's, no, it's what me. the fuck's going okay. on? So uh, that was cool. It was like uh, that that, that uh, it wasn't just me, at least. But yeah, that was that was an issue uh, with the show's production. And also, man, I'm gonna get flayed for it. Even though they have Jr. Good old Jr. on commentary, man, they got some they got some work to do. They got some work with, to with do Jr. with their commentary team in total. Okay, so. Before AW for Double or Nothing and for Fighter Fest, I was like, dude, this Excalibur guy's got to go. He is growing on me a little bit, but this Alex Marvez guy, he does NFL stuff, so like, I got it. He's good. He's reputable for the NFL. He is not a good commentator for wrestling. He just, every time that there's hype, he just brings it back down. If you just had Excalibur and good old JR, I could tolerate that. But JR don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's got the script right in front of him. 
with highlights on it. You yeah. can see what he's about to read. He's looking down on it right in plain sight of the camera like, oh, you know, really? I'm here because I'm going to pop ratings and people want to hear my voice and I don't give a fuck. But he's, he's right. He's, he's mis- right. He's mispronouncing people's names and uh, doesn't get oh, their he's backstory. Like 70. He's going, what I like is because he don't give a fuck, he goes like kind of, he goes like kind of out of kayfabe and tells like legitimate stories yeah. about, which can be kind of cool, but also kind of distracting to take away from the action in the ring. Um, and again, he's there because his voice is the voice of wrestling uh, for people our age. Baca. So I got that. Um, it's just, they have no chemistry whatsoever. And I get it. You're doing a pay-per-view, you know, once, once a month, yeah. once every three, four weeks. So you don't have a lot of time to develop that. That will come with TV yeah. when you do it every week. You know, the TV teams now, they didn't just get chemistry right away. They had to work at it. So I think eventually they could work out. I just think Alex Marvez is terrible. He is the Renee Young of AEW. There's just They have nothing to add to the broadcast. Yeah. And you have nothing to add to the broadcast. I don't need a three-person team. Yeah, what team. are you doing there? Just give yeah. me a two-person yeah. team. Then we fast forward to Extreme Rules for WWE on Sunday night in Philadelphia. Good show. Yeah. Really happy with it. And usually when you watch like a takeover or like an AEW thing, you automatically compare it and automatically you're like, it's worse because it's WWE, blah, blah, blah. But they did a really nice job. And I didn't find myself comparing AEW and WWE. I just wanted to let it be its own thing. And enjoy it for what it is. And enjoy it for what it is. The Philly crowd was hot for a lot of it. Some little wishy-washy there for parts. But like had a good time watching it, even though like the matches – um, we're good. The AJ Styles and Ricochet match I thought could be a match of the year candidate, and that was just disappointing to me. Yeah, you were hype about that. And it just it wasn't, let, let wasn't, you down. wasn't very good. It just kind of let me down a little bit. And there were some people on Twitter that agreed. But where I'm out and where I said, fuck it, I'm done with this shit. Again, I will only watch the pay per view. <laughs> I'm back off. I, well, I, I, I'm, I'm still off, right? Yeah. I have not watched Raw or SmackDown in forever. I'm still only watching the pay per views. But now I'm like, okay, great. Brock Lesnar cashed in his thing, and he's the champ again. He beat uh, Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship, and he's the champion again. And then I'm like, this is why I don't want to watch yeah. Raw. This is why I don't want to watch SmackDown. Finn Balor requested a two-month leave of absence so he can take care of his body because he's he's hurting. Really? He lost the Intercontinental title in less than a minute on the pre-show to Shinsuke Nakamura. Damn, I didn't realize. Well, I, he always takes a beating, so he probably needs to rest. He, just, he needs some time to rest. I appreciate that. But then on Monday night, Raw, I saw a clip of... Finn Balor losing to Samoa Joe, then it beats him up, and then the arena goes black, and I'm like, finally, we're going to get it. And we did. We got the return of Bray Wyatt in his fucking disgusting fiend mask that you probably have seen with his Firefly Funhouse. Scary, legitimate scary. There was creepy, like, noises coming through. And they're doing his character right. I appreciate it. But you had a feud with Finn Balor before. Now you're just recycling it. I think they're going to wrestle at SummerSlam. Finn's going to lose. It's going to get Bray... Propelled to the stratosphere, and Finn's going to take his two months after SummerSlam. But, like, you had one of the best, most over-wrestlers in the company lose in a minute to Shinsuke Nakamura on the pre-show to lose his title. There's no bigger Shinsuke fan than me, and even I'm pissed about it. Yeah, that sucks. So, the weekly TV just isn't Unless he was hurting that bad, he's like, guys, I can't do much. And I just hate Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I just hate him so much. He's the worst thing about professional wrestling. So, I just have zero urge to watch it. But, overall, both shows good. I take away the last five minutes for each. AEW had the weird send-off. WWE had the cash-in. Subtract those five minutes. Good, solid weekend of wrestling action. I had a lot of fun. Ashley had a lot of fun. She couldn't make it through AEW. She fell asleep. Um, but I woke her up for the Chris Jericho segment. He had two segments. And he went. He, I heard his interview first time in, what, 20 years? He, he went un- off script. Unscripted yeah. that promo. Was, that was cool. Complete shoot. It, was, it wasn't great. But I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Uh, Sam, what's your pick of the week? <laughs> well, we, we now know that it's Spider-Man Far From Home. Again, 
I, I liked the movie. I thought it was really good. Jake Gyllenhaal, for me, made the movie. He was absolutely great as, as Mysterio. I just kind of like my Spider-Man in New York. And they kind of, they kind of like, you know, in this, the MCU, kind of Iron, Iron Man's kind of the focus point. And that's not what I kind of grew up watching as a kid and, and reading. Like, that's, you know, not, but for the movies, it, it was good. Everyone plays a good part. Had a couple good turns. The mid credit scene was great, or the you know the end credit scene. Um, it's doing great financially at 160 160 million dollar budget. It made over 850. It's got 90 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, we're, we we know we're getting more. We know they're planning. I think seven more, whatever the hell was on the schedule. Hey, keep them coming. For my pick of the week, I went with. Uh, I'm a big like true crime documentary person. I like all the stuff on Netflix. You know, making a murderer. Um, the one about the bank robbery with the guy who blew up. Yeah. I, I the nun one where she went missing. I love that stuff. The Jinx from HBO. Robert Durst, his story. So I'm like super into those types of things. So I wanted a new one. What yeah. can I do? Short, sweet, to the point, and something of a case I'm familiar with yeah. that I've heard of before. So I found on HBO they're doing a new series of crime documentaries. And they started off with, I love you, now die. And uh, I was like, I'm surprised that you I, even watched I that. know this because it has die in the cover or in the name. Yeah. I got it. But I was really fascinated with this case when it happened. And now I got a bigger backstory to both people involved. Remember a couple years ago and it just actually – the, the um, it actually recently made headlines because her appeal was denied – uh, Michelle Carter texted her boyfriend who and encouraged him to kill himself via text. Yeah, yeah, I and think, he killed yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super deep dive, two episodes, about an hour to an hour and twenty minutes each um, of the entire case, courtroom footage, the whole nine yards, the appeal. Um, some of the, oh, oh, by the way, they recovered the phone obviously from her, so they show you the actual texts oh, on the screen, yeah. unedited. Even when they make a mistake in like a typo, yeah. they show you the typo. So it's super authentic, um, and it, you get a lot of. Her trial, like her mental state as well, and her like yearning for friends. Yeah. And maybe she did it for attention. Maybe she did it this way. Is it a crime? Is it just immoral? Yeah. Is what? She, so it was super fascinating. It took place in Massachusetts. We have a friend in Massachusetts, yeah. so it hits close to home there. And uh, just thought it was incredibly fascinating. It's I love you now. Die. It's on HBO on demand. It's on HBO Go. It's so if you if you want to spend a couple hours in a really good true crime doc, it's only two episodes. You're in and you're out, and you have a good time. And you well, I shouldn't say that. It's about a suicide, yeah. Yeah, but geez. you uh, you're thoroughly entertained, and it's very thought provoking. It will yeah. it will make you. If you if you didn't have an opinion, it will make you formulate one, yeah. and that's the documentary I like. I like where I go out of it, either changing my mind, or if I didn't have an opinion, I you now think to myself. One, yeah. Now documentaries with the magic of editing, you can kind of, of course, sway somebody, yeah. right? So I, I got that, but this to me seemed pretty fair. It didn't seem lopsided to one or the other. Um, did she do it, or was it a murder, or was it just immoral? Like it, it didn't lean on that. It didn't have any subliminal messaging. Just a good straight HBO documentary, which I expect from HBO now. Uh, so that's my pick of the week. I love you now. Die. And Spider-Man Far From Home for Sam. That is it for episode 144. We're going to be back next week with episode 145. Can't wait to bring it to you. I'm going to enjoy my weekend down the shore. Uh, and uh, you know what? Damn it. It's going to be a heat wave. So I'll sit in the air conditioning. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week for episode 145. It's more of a time. <laughs>